Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Urban Myers Pint House. It is weekend kickoff. It's the biggest one of the year. It's time for the game. It's time for war. War. Yeah. Time for war. Okay. The greatest rivalry in all of sports. <laughs> Somebody tell me. Somebody preach it. Goosebumps, man. It's number two. Goosebumps. Ohio State. And then the rival, now number five in the latest college football rankings. The stakes do not get any higher. There's gold pants. 12's got his on. Anybody else bring some? Yeah. Some gold. Sorry, it's a tradition. No. I just wear my off football season, so I didn't mean to, like, Let's show on you guys. I don't even have mine. My mom's got it. Oh, I was about to say, oh. No, my Probation mom's got it. Gold pants. Big Ten East Division on the line. Going to Indy if you win. College football playoff berth. Could be going to Indy twice if you win this. Got to right. get, get there Going once. back to back to Indy. Got to go there once if you're going to get there twice this year. So it's huge. Uh, obviously, Saturday at noon, the greatest rivalry in all of sports. And Ohio State showing up fresh off of one of the most impressive performances in a top 10 game that I've ever seen. It's 49 to nothing. You know my prediction. Somebody right here. Come on, By the way, it's Cardale Jones, Zach Bourne, Bobby Carpenter, and Tyvis Powell, who said last week right here, I believed him. No, you didn't. He said 100 to nothing. (laughs) They called the dogs off. They were on pace for that. They really called the dogs. I was about to be a prophet. I was going to play the lottery that night, too. They really messed that up. That was about as, as I said, I don't think I've seen anything better than that for a game that's two top ten teams. Defense. Showing that improvement in that first half shutout. Offense, unstoppable. Special teams, maybe, hey, they, they didn't catch one kickoff. I guess that's the only markdown against <laughs> yeah. this team. But what did you what did you guys make of that last week? How much does it carry over to Saturday? Shellacking. Uh, <laughs> uh, something that we all kind of came up here and predicted that uh, we knew, you know, what it looked like on paper for us, Michigan State uh, back in and Ohio State's um, receiving core. Um, I, me personally, I didn't expect anything less. Right. You know, other than a big performance, definitely through the air versus Michigan State. Because uh, I mean, they exploited a lot of things that they they struggled at all year round. So I wasn't surprised by the win at all, and how how badly we beat them. Clearly, me predicting sixty three seventeen. Yeah. You know, I gave Michigan State too much credit. Gave them seventeen <laughs> points. That's the only thing I feel bad about. <laughs> no doubt, I, I hear you. You know, uh, we we could sit up here all night and talk about the performance from last weekend, the way the offense played, the way the defense shut down Kenneth Walker, who was you know third in the Heisman race at that point. Uh, but in all honesty, I know those guys are the same way. As soon as that game ended, they're focusing on this week. For sure. You know, and this is the biggest week. And like you already talked about, not only is this the greatest rivalry in all sports. Sport. But- Don't put the S on it. It's just all of sport. <laughs> I'm talking about gladiators, all kinds. That is a, sport. That's a sport. So sports are plural. No, but you, you okay, singularize but, it. But aside from that, I mean, <laughs> this, yeah, but aside from that, this game has got so many other storylines to it, right? Yeah. This is, you know, I don't even know if we have enough time to talk about what Michigan did last year, not coming to the horseshoe. And, you know, a couple guys had COVID and said, hey, we're going to cancel the game. We could talk about the storyline of Harbaugh still hasn't beat 
either Michigan State or Ohio State. We could talk about the winner of this game wins the Big Ten East and goes to uh, the Big Ten Championship game, probably against a Wisconsin team that Michigan's already beat this year. And so mm -hmm. you think the winner of this game is going to the college football playoffs. So there are so many other things at stake other than it just being the greatest rivalry. And so after that game on Saturday, I guarantee you they want to build on momentum, but they don't even look at it. They're not even think about it. Their attention's now on that team up north. Yeah, it got that old school feel of, you know, the winner of this game is going to represent not just the Big Ten, you know, um, you know, potentially represent the Big Ten in college football playoffs. But yep. back in the day when it was just winner of this game, national championship, I mean, a national champion going to the Rose yep. Bowl and things like that. So you definitely get that feel because Michigan, Ohio State just got uh, has as much to lose as Michigan at this point. Well, and that's historically why this rivalry ended up meaning so much. Proximity, you've got the states that border each other, but then you start going back you know, in time, all of a sudden this game meant a lot because the winner won the Big Ten. The winner got that Rose Bowl bid. It was the last game of the season. And as these two programs continued to grow, especially post-World War II, you know, with Woody getting here in you know, 51, I mean, that's when this thing really took off over the last 70 years. And there has been so much on the line. What are we laughing about? I just, I just like the concept of it took off over seventy years. Well, it took <laughs> off, but it's been I mean, over seventy years. That's, that's cruising for seventy. It's, well, it's been it yeah. took off initially, and then it's been near. It's been at the top. I didn't then. mean to disrupt you. I just thought it was funny. It's okay. It's all right. I mean, seventy years of what we experienced here, going back and forth. Different teams have made their runs. <laughs> yeah. And you know, World I don't know. World War Three started seventy years ago. It's <laughs> basically oh, what he's saying. Exactly. The ten-year war coming out of World, coming out of World War One. This World War Two. This is basically like the start of the Cold War. Yeah. U.S. versus the Soviets. Ohio State versus Michigan. Those right. were the the two preeminent powers at the time battling for each other in different venues. One on the world stage, another here in the Midwest. So it's been fantastic to see that, and you know. It, Itself, we're all everyone here is under 40 years old, and I'm the closest to it uh, being a part of this. You know, Zach's dad probably understands it a little bit better playing on the other side and having kids playing this thing, but having like the prism of history. But one of the best parts about this rivalry is you talk to older guys who, especially, didn't have success in this and what it means to them, and like how when they talk about it, you can still see the emotions come up of what might have been for some of their seasons, especially some of those elite teams of the 90s. And then one of the great things that Tress did, and Urban would do this as well uh, before his passing, is you know you bring in the guy who you know played at Ohio State, who coached at Ohio State, who is probably the biggest Buckeye fan you will find yeah. in the late Earl Bruce, and he would sit there and go on. I mean, I don't know how he had that much energy that late in life. Yeah, He'd take his little oh, sand timer. He saved oh, it all up for that one yeah. one day. Oh in goodness! And you'd sit in the front row, and he'd be spraying <laughs> spit all over. Tell do something, buddy. Yeah. This team right here. Yeah, so yeah he gets serious. Go, oh, That's pretty good. Oh, <laughs> you kidding me? In the hardest hitting clean game you'll see. But if you win this game, yeah. you can walk high street with your chest in the air. But if you lose, you've got to walk the back alleys. <laughs> You know it was what? about 45 minutes of that. <laughs> it was. It was a long speech. You know what, though? It, I think that it's going to be a really good game. I mean, you got two teams that's peaking at the right time. Uh, you know, I can't ignore the fact that they went up, the team up north went up there and put it on Penn State last week. So it's good that these two teams is peaking at the same time. So we should have a really good game. All right. Well, I, well I'll save we'll my prediction. Skip the Maryland beat down for sure. We'll, we'll, we'll get to all that. Right. But before we do, and obviously the show is brought to you by Brian Heating Cooling Systems, and we'll – We'll talk about our players of the game in a minute. The four of you have lived this rivalry. It's like Cardale's got the gold pants on. Uh, we know that uh, you referenced Bob, Mr. Boren over there. He might know this rivalry better than anybody else, having seen both sides of it. But just tell me what it's like to play in it. 
what it feels like all week, what the rivalry still means to you, what you feel at 12. I know how important it is to you. I think these guys are a better testament to that because they, you know, have significant roles uh, uh, for years uh, playing in these games. And, and uh, the reason why I only wear these single gold pants is because it's the only game I've played in. Right. You know, all the other ones, yeah, they're great, but they don't mean as much to me as this one. You know, I played a quarter out of four years in the game. But, you know, as a, as a former athlete, as a former player at Ohio State, you know, I look at this game now as – you know, I will almost argue that it means more to me now as a former player than a current player because there's nothing you can do to change the outcome. <laughs> so it's like you want, the, you want the Buckeyes to win so bad. It just means that much more to you. And you don't want that stink on you. But well, at the end of the day, you can kind of bounce back like, well, I never lost to them. Yeah. But it's all about this year. So yeah. I guess they, these, their guys' opinions and uh, you know, what it means to them is a little bit more yeah. valuable than mine. They played in these games. It's so funny you bring that up because obviously when, when you play here, you're a huge supporter of the program. You're a huge supporter of the team. But I don't think there's a game more so than a former player that you want to win that game so badly. It's almost like you're still playing. You know, you, you think about all these other games, even last week in a top 10 matchup, you go to the game and, man, you're amped up, you're cheering on the Buckeyes. But it's like this week, it's like you, just, you want them to win so bad. It's almost like you go back into playing mode, right? And you get back into uh, being so intense and everything leading up to the game on Saturdays is amplified. And so back to Cardell's point, man, once you play in this game, it's you have such a respect for it after the, you know, through playing through my four years that now even when you're done, it's like, man, I got to play in the greatest robbery in sport, Bob. Right. <laughs> and so when, when you play in that game and even now, it's kind of like, yeah, you can't do anything about it, but you still are living in that moment where you feel like, hey, I'm still hungry to play. And every player will say that. It doesn't matter how far uh, from the program or how close you are to the program. Everyone, every former player wants this game that bad. So I was at the game in 98. It was the last game before they dug down the stadium and did all the renovations on it. Uh, it was J John Cooper's uh, second and final win against that team up north until Trust got here and won in 2001. And then the next win at home was 02. And being at that game and, and seeing it, it was my first Ohio State-Michigan game. And I wasn't the biggest Ohio State fan growing up. You know, my mom went here, you know, I cheered for him, but it wasn't like, you know, some of the people that grow up going to games. That wasn't me. And I remember seeing down there, and everybody is lined up on the field, and they have all these former players, you're like looking around, like, man, like, you know, it's Keith Byers out there. And like, I'm trying to think Archie's out on the field, and, you know, these, all these guys from like a lot of the 70s and 80s, you know, who, who got played in the NFL and they're done. Like, well, I didn't know what it was. And like, well, that's a ton of pride. All the former players come back. And I don't know if you guys have had been privileged enough to be a part of it yet. But it's honestly, like, it was something that I was like, I looked forward to that when I was done playing, to be able to come back, be a part of it. Because as you run through there, you're like running through time and when it's at home. And it's an unbelievable experience. It's senior day. Um, you know, and if you're privileged to be a senior at home, like it's fantastic. But running through there and you see all the faces of all these guys, you know, some of them, you know, time has taken a toll on them. You're balder, you're grayer, you're, you're heavier. But they still have that emotion, like Zach said. They can still feel it like that day. They're amped up and ready to play. And so, as a former player, you see this. It's the only game. Like, if you ask me to go play, like, nah, I wouldn't, wouldn't do it this game. I'm in. I'll, I'll, I'll go do it. Go I'll give I'll us go, the series. I know how. I'll give you as much as I have. And maybe it's one. I think I could probably give you a quarter. It might be a half. I don't know. We'll go to the. We'll run it till the wheels fall off. I don't know. That's how you feel. Run it, Bob. You might go the whole game. You run it today, and then they'll gurney me out of there and put me in the hospital for like a month. But you, you'll run it till the wheels fall off because you know what this game means. You know, and, and listening to, uh, I heard Travion Henderson talking about this today. 
And, you know, you listen to Ryan Day and they talk like, if you're not from here, you don't want to pretend like, well, I know what it means. But you like, you talk to people and you see what it means from the state. People that have gone to school here, everybody else. And they, they have an appreciation for when you win this game, how they feel and how much it impacts them. And so you begin to grow in that the longer you're here. And it's just awesome to see whether you're from here or not how that rivalry is embraced. And I think that's why Ohio State has had so much success over the last 20 years. You know what? I agree with everything that they say as well. I mean, I definitely would love to strap it up and go back out there and play in this game. Um, I do miss it, you know, but the thing about it, being a former player and watching it now, like like Cardell said, you know, you do wish you could be out there again. And you do it. It's like you do watch it. Like, come on, y'all. Y'all ain't know that this was coming. Like, you wish you was on the field, like, like telling everybody what's about to happen and stuff like that. But it's like me being a former player, looking at it, I just want to see who the next play, the next player on this Ohio State team that makes that big play. Yeah. That really that interception put, on a two-point conversion. Two point conversion. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It don't got to be to that back. Yeah. Too. You know, it could be blocking a field goal. Or not blocking a field goal. It could be. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe don't let him score it could be. Points. It could be sacking the quarterback and standing <laughs> over and flexing. It could be coming in and getting the first Ooh. down. It, it could be uh, blocking a punt, taking it to the house. You never know. It's just those little things that happen in the game. And who is able to step up and make that big play in this game? Because for Bye. some odd reason, that propels their career. It's like now we watching them for the rest of their career at Ohio State. I just want to see who the next player is. Great players play great <laughs> against Michigan. Yeah, look at them. Ty was pointed to three yeah, moments, and he just couldn't remember any for you, Bob. I mean, that's yeah. that's fine. I mean, listen, <laughs> I have any great moments. I was in Pampers. That's all right. That's <laughs> all right. Listen, I, I tell you, we talk about that. The guy out there wearing number two on the offensive side of the ball. And we talk about all the, the all, there. all the all the catches and That's all the touchdowns. He no, he, he made blocked, his they blocked, blocked that punt. He yeah, he I'm made sitting there name. watching that yeah. thing. I'm like, holy smokes! You didn't, you didn't know who he really was who at that time. Yep. Who is this dude? Where he's? It's like the question was, he was where has he been? Hey, blocked punting two touchdowns that day. Yeah, that's what it was. but the other thing, sorry, but that Tyvis touched on is, you know, you get so excited to play this game and stuff. I'm excited to see what some of these freshmen how they act going into this game and how they respond. Because, you know, Tyvis brought up what, what's your moment. And so many people when you play at Ohio State are defined by your moment in the game. And a lot of these guys like Trayvon Henderson, like C.J. Stroud, uh, like Denzel Burke, some of these young, young dudes that are going in there that aren't from the Midwest, aren't from, you know, Columbus or, or Michigan or Ohio or Michigan, Let's see how they respond going into this game. And let's see, you know, how much they elevate this and keep, you know, at, from an emotional standpoint, because being from Ohio, all of us are from Ohio. This game just kind of, you got to keep your emotions checked. How do these young guys go into this game and how do they handle it? Yeah, well, there's a really interesting part to that. We can get into it in a minute, Zach, where I, officially, in terms of starters, we know what Olave's done in this game in the past, right? The only starter, guy who started a game, is Thayer Munford against Michigan. Everybody else, the 21 other guys, this will be the first time they've started in this scenario. Holy smokes. That's pretty yeah, crazy. That's Nicola, crazy Nicola stat, uh, right? no. He didn't start last year? Because last year didn't happen. That is a crazy oh, you're stat. Right. It's a crazy stat. Like, you know that there are other people who have contributed and played. Yeah, like but, Garrett Wilson's yeah, played, but absolutely. hasn't. Yeah, but it's never part started. Of that, that great throw from Justin Fields up there. Um, speaking of which, uh, football fans, when it gets cold up there, uh, this time of year, you know when the game's here that old man winners around the corner. Is your furnace ready? Whether it just needs a quick tune-up or you need a whole new system, Columbus Worthington Air, they are your factory-authorized Bryant heating and cooling dealer. They will do whatever it takes to make sure your system 
is up to the task. You can rely on Columbus Worthington Air to provide great service, and they'll make sure you and your family stay warm and comfortable all winter long. Schedule your winter tune-up today at cwaohio.com. Bryant and Columbus Worthington Air are doing whatever it takes, presenting sponsors of weekend kickoff, whatever it takes on Saturday. Somebody's got to step up. It's usually a surprise. Somebody like Chris Olave that we mentioned, Garrett Wilson coming on as a freshman, um, Tyvis Powell at the goal line and two-point conversion. You know, you never know who it's going to be. Don't put me in there. All right, I won't. Those are you deserve it. It was a big game. And you remember, hey, Dwayne Haskins coming in on a third and eight and just hammering that freaking post or that dig route right in the middle. Austin Mack, I'm sitting there. I can't think of a worse time, Cardell, to be put in third and eight in the Michigan game and kind of a got to have a situation coming in cold. I think he actually knows what that's like. Well, my ball sailed to the end. My ball sailed to the, to the third, to the seed deck. Actually, yeah, it was a pass. I looked over to the sideline. You want me to throw it the first time in the game? Second? You got it. You got it. I thought right. they, I thought Bam. it was a fourth and one or fourth and third and short, right? Well, they put it away. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it was like the first pass. Oh, okay. Zeke, it went selling. Zeke did put it away on a fourth down, but that I, wasn't. I mean, Zeke had a good run, but you guys see the fake by the quarterback? It was, oh, it was great. Ooh, well, well, two guys. <laughs> hey, who you got? Yeah. All right. <laughs> My, who's got to shine on Saturday to get um, one? I, I would go <laughs> with, the uh, showers, the Saturday showers. Saturday showers. I think the – and, ah, such a cliche, guys. You guys know who I'm going. I'm going with yeah. C.J. Stroud. I got to go with C.J. because, you know, um, I don't want things that C.J. has been doing to me, you know, clearly throwing the ball really well. But I Do feel it like to when, you or like you're watching? As I'm watching. All right. Gotcha. <laughs> Just making sure we're. Idiot, man. But he's been doing some great things. But things I see about C.J. is that he let the media and the hype sometimes get to him. And affect the way he's playing this game. Mm-hmm. One thing I don't want to see him getting all this Heisman hopeful, all this Heisman hype, and 90% of it is by me on social media. Um, I don't want that to go to his head. You know, I'm not saying his mind, but period of the things that he can potentially uh, do as an individual at the end of the season. I want him to just go in this game, go into this game, play his game, continue to deliver the ball downfield to these great receivers and understand he didn't have to do all his own. Right. So CJ Stroud is my player uh, of the game and player that, what do we call it? Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes, player. Uh, you know, when you when you start thinking about this game, and even right now thinking about it, I, I want to name everyone. You know, I mean, ju- just because of yeah, that's how slides. big this game is. I'm not I'm not going to do that. You know, you talked about C.J. Stroud. That's going to be huge. You could also go with the wide receivers, especially with none of them being a Blinka, uh, Blink whatever. Blink yeah, Blink yeah. Off, uh award finalist. Blink. Blows my mind. So those guys are going to be motivated. You could go with Travion Henderson with being able to run the football, especially going up into the big house. And, you know, the two defensive ends that Michigan thinks are, are so great, projected top ten ticks, picks, which blows my mind. Maybe Aiden Hutchinson and the other guy, not so much. <laughs> but I'm going to go with Steel Chambers because in this game you have to be able to stop the run. That's a great And pick. you have to have a middle linebacker to be able to control the defense. Up there in Ann Arbor, especially on the road, this defense has to be in unison. They've got it. The back end's got to be communicating with the front end. And so Steel Chambers is the guy. Him and Cody Simon, but I'm going more with Steel Chambers. He's got to run around and make plays. He is the answer to a Buckeyes victory. Gosh, I love that. I, I mean, like go, that answer. Go with the Steel Chambers. You want him to be a star, a film star, possibly an adult film star. <laughs> Put it all together on Saturday and be that guy out there. Listen, he's got an all-world name. We talked about him. I and mean, whether it's Cody Simon, Eichenberg. Like, this is a game 
where they're going to need all those linebackers because Michigan is comes out, they run the football, yes. yep. and they're not going to get away from it. And you know, talking with those guys, like don't don't think like, hey, maybe they'll just stop running it. Like that's not going to be the case. They'll run this thing forty five times if you let them. You have got to force them out of the run by putting them in third and seven, third and eight situations and keeping it along. Heck, they may even run it right there depending on how Kate McNamara is playing. But if you're going to take... Well, the, he's not worried about Ohio State's defense, didn't you hear? Well, I, it's all about what they do. I mean, listen, I got it. I'm, all, I'm on point. I mean, I got about 47 people that, that tweeted that at me this morning. I'm like, I understand, okay? I'm not playing. Tweet this to those guys, the guys that matter. I I'm not going to go up there and go tackle Blake Corum or Hassan Haskins. It doesn't matter to me. I would. I would do it. I would do it. I think I got a COVID. Did, hey, when they gave the COVID years out, did former players, can you go back? I think back everybody gets to come year? back. I everybody gets year. another year. I'm going to check for all four of you guys. I would be everybody there. gets another year. I'm going to go with, you're gonna go with the, uh, the mid-level guys, the second-level guys. I'm going to go with the defensive line then because I think it's that whole front seven. You know, Michigan, they like to pull guys. They have a complicated running game. They want to pull dudes around, get overloads you at the point of attack. If you can get penetration, if you can squeeze down those gaps, if you can dominate up front, Haskell the rascal, you know, if you can be that guy. Ty Leak hammered it up in there. The defensive ends pinching it down. If you can limit those run lanes, the backers fill it up. I would love to see Michigan have to f throw the ball 40 times. Oh. I th think that is a losing proposition oh. for this team. And so if you can handle it with your front seven and go up there and drive them out of running the football, not just hope they're going to stop running it, but drive them out of it, that'll be the difference. So I'm going to go with the defensive line to get that done. I got two picks. One is a coach and one is a player. Yes. Ooh. So for coach, it would have to be coach Ryan Day. You can know what? You can cement yourself in Ohio State history by going up there and being a man of your word. You say you want to put 100 points on the scoreboard. You left me short last week. <laughs> you could have made me a profit, but you left me short. So, therefore, you owe me okay. this week. You know, you, owe, you left 50. Gotta go out you said you wanted to hang 50. So, I figured, you know, put them together, you get 101 points. But, you know, we'll say that for, for later on. And player-wise, <laughs> I think the player that will make the impact play of this game is Lathan Ransom. <laughs> I, I know, right? I, listen, I'm, I, I, I like I've been it. I've been watching him. He's really he's coming on. He's really coming on at this at this point of the season. Yeah. Every week it seems like it's something that he's gotten better at. Whether that's covering, whether that's coming up making tackles. I think this is the game that he comes fully out of his shell and he lets the world know who Lathan Ransom is. Good and he's gonna make one big play that's gonna make yeah. that's gonna change the outcome of this game. I think what you guys said about eliminating the, the Michigan rushing attack is obviously true, and I think that Ohio State will because they, any time that you challenge them to do so, just like last week with Kenneth Walker, they answer the challenge. So if Michigan's going to start throwing it, that's going to put pressure on those cornerbacks. We'll see if Denzel Burke, how close to 100% he is. But either way, especially if Seven Banks is still hurt, Cameron Brown is going to have to play his best game yes. with Ohio State. Yeah. Maybe catch a ball this week. And I, I talked to – so he came over off the field on, on Saturday. We're going to get day. one. Cam's getting one. He came over to me, and he used some language that I won't use right here, but he said, man, I can't believe I dropped another freaking one. And I, that's two in the last couple weeks. I've known Cameron a long time. I said, buddy, maybe that just means you're saving it up for next week yeah. when it really counts. Now, you still got to be on that job. grower. You, to, you got to grow out if you're going to show up. And I think that Cameron Brown will do that this week. I think he actually will make that pick six. That'll change the game around. So that's my Bryant heating and cooling, whatever it takes player to watch this week. We are at the uh, halftime mark here. We're going to take a quick break, reload on some of the Coors Lights and Busies from our other sponsors. We're going to come back with a lot more 
uh, at Urban Meyer's Pint House for weekend kickoff as we get ready for the game on Saturday. It takes attention to detail. With your local Bryant dealer, you're getting more than just a technician. You're getting someone who pays attention to your needs and the little things that make a big difference. It takes a dealer you can rely on. And to keep your family warm this winter, here, let me show you how this works. It takes Bryant. Bryant. Whatever it takes. And to keep your family comfortable, it takes Columbus Worthington Air. Find them at CWAOhio.com. And now with some early bowl predictions, Bobby Carpenter. Well, Austin, what I'm seeing here is 12 lucky Roosters guests are getting the opportunity to travel to this year's Buckeye Bowl game. Each trip comes complete with two tickets, airfare, and hotel. One prize winner will be chosen each week. Guests need to register weekly at roosterswings.com. Uh, that's great, Bobby. What I was asking was your prediction for the Buckeyes this bowl season. I have no idea. I'm going to Roosters right now to register. Welcome back for the second half. It's the home stretch as we get ready for Saturday in the big house. We got to get it back rolling with the, uh, what do we got, Buyer's Auto question for the, we're going to do the whole Bucks, not just Cardale this week. I mean, we all answer it anyway. Just call Buyer's it, just Auto call it by question the name. for the Bucks. Oh, okay. And everybody. Uh, okay, I don't want to answer. No. Nope. Switch it up. I don't want to answer it. Nope, you have to. <laughs> so one question that I get a lot, like, we want to know what it's like for these players when they're walking through the tunnel in the big house. When no. they're throwing fisticuffs before the game, those famous hype videos. Tyvis, there was a brawl, I know for sure, in your famous game. Oh, I got me some. <laughs> got so, out there, got me a little something. There's so much emotion. There's so much physicality. How about that, that Glenville native Marcus Hall? Yeah, double birds. Yeah, double birds. Yeah. I was out there. I was out there with the headset on swing. Well, I ain't swinging, but you know, I got me a little something. something. Not swinging, fake swinging. Wait, was that oh, Grant, Schla- Grant Schwartz? Yeah, Grant Schwartz mixing that thing up out there with the dudes? <laughs> yeah, it was, yes. the, it was a miss of pulling a player back and swinging at one of these players. All right. Thank God I didn't get caught. What's the craziest thing you've seen or heard that is safe to share well, playing uh, in the game? J- just Being for, in that tunnel. Well, just for people to, to, have, uh, to get a visual is that the way locker room and the home locker room are literally at the same point right across the hall from one another. So tip, that tunnel tip tip. so that tunnel's probably 15 yards wide. Well, right where the Michigan locker room doors are, you look right across the, the tunnel there, 15 yards away, and it's the main doors to the way locker room. And so, you know, before a game, a lot of times, like Ohio Stadium, you see two different tunnels, them coming out. Well, before the Michigan-Ohio State game, those the officials have to get both teams out around the same time and you've got you know a hundred dudes coming out of a locker room not everyone's just running out right away right so there's some stragglers that are behind and whatnot so you know you go out and normally what happens is the way team always goes first and then Michigan comes well what Michigan does is when their weight team comes out, they kind of know when it's happening, and those locker room doors are wide open, and you can see Michigan lined up. And, of course, that's when, you know. That's when it so, happens. So, yeah, that's when yeah, it happens. That's when, that's when, when happens. things are said. You know, that's when, you know, the Michigan coaches are there but kind of aren't really there, you know, and those guys that are standing in the doorway get a little bit farther out into the tunnel. Um, so, yeah, that's the, that's the best visual. So it gets chippy. Things are said in it, that tunnel that shouldn't yeah, be it, it said. Gets, you know, it gets crazy. Here. Yeah, it gets yeah. crazy in that tunnel. And, and, and I think the worst, <laughs> as an Ohio State player, I think the, the people who get it the worst is the Michigan band because oh. they're right there before the final go in, before we oh, yeah. come out. And players are just jumping in their face, <laughs> slapping their <laughs> t- <laughs> 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 Eating up band members? <laughs> yeah. 
drumsticks out their hands. You know, they, they try to go. I'm like, yeah, whatever. It's time for war. Yeah, it's time for war. I mean, y'all too. I don't care if you're part of the band. You're getting it. Seriously. So that's the worst. I'm like, man, let's get them. That is amazing. <laughs> My goodness. You didn't know that? We did, That was not a thing back in 05, dude. Back, back then. I will say this. One of the great things that I ever saw, and, I mean, your dad would have qualified for something like this because when you have, you know, the father-son dynamic where you flip and then go to the other side, especially when you're from the state of Ohio. In 2005, T.J. Downing, who was from Canton, uh, Glen Oak, his dad played at Michigan, played, you know, offensive guard up there, played like six, seven years in the NFL. They were honoring like the 20 year, 25th year, probably 25th year anniversary of like one of their Rose Bowl Big Ten championship teams. And so they're doing that like at the end of the first quarter. TJ's our starting offensive guard in 2005. He's like, hey, man, he's in our class. Like, hey, watch this. He's like, watch my dad. They're going to bring him out here. So, you know, during the quarter change, you're usually like hanging out. And I, I was, I, I had broke my ankle at that point. So I think the defense was on the field. So I'm standing there with TJ and Troy. He's like, man, watch this. His dad's got his, like, UM varsity coat on. Everybody's doing that. They wave. And they introduce everybody, like, kind of as the team. And TJ's dad, maybe they introduce player by player. And, like, Walt Downing. And, like, straight up watching WWE. <laughs> tears off the jacket. Has his son's Ohio State jersey on. <laughs> like, puts the hands up on the field. The booze start raining down. Oh. I mean, I felt like I was watching Monday Night Raw, dude. SummerSlam. Like, I'm flipping a tag the, team. Listen, that's the coolest thing ever. It's funny. Oh. It's, it's funny that his dad kind of put the rivalry to the side for oh, his kid. amazing. I tell my kids all the time, so I don't care what school you go to, but there's only one school I'm paying for as far as college. <laughs> and I will cheer against you. So <laughs> I don't think I could be as cool with that him and swallow his pride and cheer for a Michigan, even if my kid went there or played a sport there because versus Ohio State, right. you know, so, but that's pretty sweet. Oh, dude, I mean, it was straight. Yeah, <laughs> like, he like, you know, you got the whole everybody that like lined up on the 25th. Yeah. Like, he takes like three steps out and just rips this thing off. There's his son's jersey. I'm like, wow. I mean, that's pretty sweet. I felt like I'd seen it all at that point. And we ended up winning that game. Maybe probably the, one of the great games in all. Of history. I mean, that your game, what, in 2012? 13 was great. I mean, there's some. You get those epic comebacks that come down to the wire, and everyone loves a great blowout because it feels good. You can kind of relax in the fourth quarter yeah. and have some drinks. <laughs> but, man, when you win a close one, dude, it feels amazing. Like, I love a good blowout. You do love a good blowout. <laughs> but winning a close one, when, the, when you climax right at the right moment, right there at the end. And you just let it all go. And you just let yeah. it all go right Let's there. Go. That's the time when it's That's like a wild turn. It, it really I should have known it was coming. Hey, when you, you should have. Listen, would you rather have been on the fourth quarter chilling or when you dove, when you intercept that ball, you slid that thing out, you're running. I mean, it's the greatest feeling in the world. It is a good feeling. Watching though. Troy Smith. Sorry. And you guys are probably little young dudes watching like Troy dive up there. David Harris, who played 10 years in the NFL. Troy looks like he's going to run in 05. Then pulls back, comes back, and finds Gonzo down the field, climbing the ladder. I'm like, you're like, what? Like, that didn't even happen. Like, I don't know what else they could have done on that play. They executed everything perfectly outside of making the play. The guys were all right there. They were all in position, and it's just like, well, they outplayed you. And give it to Pitt, boom, touchdown, game over, band (laughs) plays on, get out of there. See ya. I think the craziest thing that happened, it ain't even that crazy, but it was, it was actually more funny to, to me. So it was, it was our last year up there, 2015, when we blowed them out after we lost to Michigan State. Oh, that was a big and, 
<laughs> and we get towards the end of the game. And, you know, that was – I want to say that was Hardbar's first year, right? 15, yeah. 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 All right, so, you know, they were doing all that chirping about having all this energy coming in, and he was bringing the program back. So we go up there, we blowing them out, right? So Vine is gone. Like, he is gone in another world. <laughs> and he over there talking to Hardbar on the sideline. Yes. And I'm like yes. – <laughs> Like, wait, who is that? And Bob turned around like, hey, TP, remember you talking all that stuff? Come over here and say what's up to him. So I'm over here. So for the wow. rest of the for like the whole fourth quarter, me and Bob, make a, we are, after the defense make a play, we are turn because you get like what, 15 seconds before a play. We are turning the sideline and get to talking to him like, bro, you been stealing this money? You got up here selling these false dreams to these people? It was hilarious, man. That was the best way to go out, just to talk trash to Harvard because he couldn't do nothing. He had that. That, that stupid look that he'd be having yeah. on his face, and it was just hilarious. I think we've all seen that many times. Uh, <laughs> it's been an annual tradition in the rivalry. I love going down to that tunnel before and after the game just to, to actually – because you don't get that vibe, that atmosphere really anywhere else. Obviously, there's some uh, mixing it up. Usually, it's on the field in the horseshoe. There's right. A, there's a meeting of the minds, yep. usually maybe yeah. around midfield. But that tunnel there – Oh. It's really cool to you get it. Well, got the banner, the banners out there. You can run through. But even the tunnel, it. to your point, you get in warm ups. You get it before the game. You get it at halftime. Yeah. I mean, you get it every. And I've got to be down there to go like to the post game press conference after you guys are talking about you know winning another set of gold pants. So the last time they were there two years ago, Michigan had put. Uh, this was their huge recruiting weekend. They were going all out. <laughs> These people were all walking up the tunnel at the same time. Ohio State's coming up celebrating. Damon Arnett, yeah, but Rico, never, the never wild afraid card. to say something, is just yelling, why would you come here? <laughs> why would you come here? They ain't ever going to win. They ain't ever going to win. Did he drop like, I'm going to kill you later? I mean, just <laughs> come, come here and i kill you. Did, didn't get to that point. But that come stuff, here, I'll kill you. Y'all did, bro. <laughs> you, know, like you never forget that stuff. As much as you're laughing at Vaughn, I remember in 04 – I didn't get offered by Michigan. And maybe if I went there, I'd come to camp, whatever, and I'm like, ah, I went up there. It felt super weird. I'm like, I can't see myself going here, so I'm going to waste time going to camp. They didn't bother me. And so, like, in your mind, you conjure up all this stuff. And we lost in 03, come back 04, it's at home, and we're not even very good. We're 6-4 and four heading into the game. And they already won the Big Ten. They go to the Rose Bowl, lost to Texas that year. But we beat their butt, yeah. and it was fantastic. 37-21. Mike Hart, Chad Henney, they got Braylon Edwards. Yeah. You know, supposed to be all these great dudes. And they keep running the stretch. I'm down there smoking Mike Hart. I'm, and then Jim Herman was on the sideline. And I remember, like, you made a mistake, Jim. You should have offered me. I was, like, yelling that into there. Uh, I, I completely forgot about that until that story came up. Because uh, it's something I probably wasn't even all that proud of. And I don't know why I'm yelling at the opposing coaches. Like Fick probably, I think Fick yelled at me. He's like, what are you doing over there? Like, <laughs> full back to our sideline, yelling into theirs, you know, from the numbers. I mean, you, you get out of your mind. But that's, that's what it takes in this game. Like, if you think you just go out there and it's like, ah, I'm going to go play Indiana and, like, just go win. Like, no, that, that's not how no, it works. Because, no. you know, you have to match, especially now, you have to match their level of desperation. Because these guys, They're the last desperate. three or four years, man, hey, when are you going to beat Ohio State? When are you going to beat Ohio State? And now you're coming in. You're 10-1. and one. You win this game, you're going to the Big Ten Championship. A chance to go to the college football playoff. Michigan has never played in the Big Ten Championship game. Northwestern has been there twice. Yeah. <laughs> I want you to think about that. If you would have told me in 2011 or 12, whenever they started the Big Ten Championship game, that Northwestern would be there twice before Michigan goes one time, 
I think everybody no in this room would say. Well, th- well think Michigan about State, it. Hey, yeah. Nebra- hey, Nebraska's been there. Everybody. Right? Michigan State's been there. I mean, Penn State's Everybody's been there. been there but Indiana, I think. Basically. They're selling dreams. So they're selling desperation, and so you have to match their level of desperation. Ohio State is a better team. But listen, man, the, the hungry dog is old. The hungry dog gets the bone. Like you have to go match that level. Their waves are hitting. You have got well, to meet them up high. Well, I think this year even more so than in years past because they are desperate. But you know, a, a six and four Michigan team coming here being desperate's one thing. It's like okay, they're gonna give us whatever. A ten and one Michigan team that wins that game goes to the Big Ten championship game. That's a go, different type of desperation. A, yeah, that's a different type yeah. of desperation. Because guess what? Now there's actually something at stake for them. It's right. not just beating Ohio State. It's just not now guess what? Ohio State's now season. yeah, right. Now it's Big Ten championship. Now it's national championship. So those guys, man, are desperate, and now it's even more dangerous because of what's at stake. Well, the problem with it at Ohio State, nobody wants to be that team at no. Ohio State that breaks the streak. So yeah. it, it, that right there is motivation in itself. It's just not gonna happen. Like, when we talk about they've lost two games in the last 20 years, like, I was on one of those teams. I was on one. You were on one of those teams. Were you on the – No, stop. No. No, you were there. Okay. You were on there. So that's what I'm saying. Like, and people talk about that. It's like, yeah, I was on one of them. I mean, like, you kind of put – but you don't don't want to ever associate that because it's been so overwhelmingly one-sided. Like, how did you lose that year? And you're like, well, and you start going into the story of it. I mean – Dude, just put the W there. I don't have to tell the story anymore. <laughs> yeah. you, know, you don't yeah, want to exactly. be those guys, especially this senior class. You talk about a lot of these guys had never started before in this game going up there. Like, it's a, it's a big deal. There's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, the first the first 16 matchups between Ohio State and Michigan. I just learned this today, actually, at a, a Barrows actually event. Uh, Ohio State had won one game out of the first 16 matchups, a couple of ties in there. The last 16, Michigan has won one. So no, they did. Two, what is the last 11. sixteen? What's last the all-time 16, they record? We need oh, seven more, right? Yeah, seven more to tie, yeah. or seven more to, to take. Seven the more lead. to tie, I believe, and that's. I mean, this has been with an overwhelming last twenty years. Just, but yeah, another crazy one too. But since Michigan had rejoined the Big Ten back, and I forgot what year it was, the series is actually tied up, and they scored exactly the same amount of points. Oh, wow. But Ohio State has scored one more point Who are you because with? last you year. You Jack Park? Yes. <laughs> okay. He told me all this earlier. Because last year, know. yeah, because last year that Michigan kicker <laughs> missed, I mean, two years ago, Michigan kicker missed the extra point. Literally, if he would have made, if he made the extra point, exact same score, oh exact same goodness. record. Cordell said, hey, that's I, crazy. I got, I got weekend kickoff tonight. Give me all the stats yeah. you've got. Give about me everything the you got. Let's, let's load it up. Hey. Use all that information, all your background, all the stuff we've seen over the previous 11 weeks. Put it into one score. It's the Coors Light Silver Bullet Pick segment. Tell me how concerned you are that the streak might end. Shellac it. If, if oh, at all. And then give me that score. I got 45. Spread eight and a half. Thank you for reminding me. It's gone up. It, was, it opened it's, at six It's grown from uh, six. It's I think a grower. it opened at seven, but yeah. I thought it was at eight. Yeah. I guess it now. It's eight and a half. All that. I got 38-20 Buckeyes. Oh. And I'm not concerned at all. Oh. Just because I think that Ohio State, even though both teams are playing pretty much for the same thing, uh, Big Ten championship game birth, uh, college football playoff potential birth. Yep. But I think at the end of the day, Ohio State still have more to lose with this roster, with this team, and, over, and just the history of the last 16 out of freaking yep. 15 out of the last 16 games. So I got 38-20. Uh, 38-20. 38-20. I said that. 38-20. I like that pick. I, you know – Here's the thing. I honestly, I haven't even thought about the score till right now. But it, 
it's like last week it's so easy. It just rolls off. But going into this game, it, you're just nervous, right? It, and it's not because I don't have faith in Ohio State. It's because it's the game and anything can happen. And yeah. Bob was talking about desperation and everything that's at stake this game. Granted, I have been to Ann Arbor this year already and right. watched a game in the big house against Northwestern in the Michigan offense. The, there's not that it factor up there, right? You, you're watching the game and nothing jumps off on you. You go to all these Ohio State games and you look at these athletes running around and some of the plays that are made, and you're just like, wow, right? Up there, man, it's it just they're, they're, they don't have the it factor within the athletes. And so in saying that, I don't think they can match us firepower for firepower. I don't think the defense, it, really on the defense, it's the defensive ends who have got all the hype. And I don't think going against our, our offense tackles, I don't think there's a chance for them to do anything in this game. Right. So uh, in saying that, I am going to go Buckeyes 49, Ooh. Michigan 17. 49-17. Shellacking. That is a shellacking. And this one. If, that, if they score 49, that would be the first time during the regular season, I believe, that a Big Ten team since like 1960 has led, unless Alabama scores like 1,000, has, has, led, has led the nation in scoring offense. It's been back, well, I think maybe Kerry Collins and maybe Kerry Collins and Penn State did in 94, and before that it was like 1960. Oh. So we're three points up on Bama, and we're like at 40 and change, 43 or something right now. So that, that would be big. I don't know if I can get all the way there. I'm going to probably go like 35-17. You know, maybe a late score kind of pulls that thing away. You feel a little more comfortable about that. I'm with Zach. Like, they don't have this explosive offense to push the ball over the top. But, gosh, there's just something about it. I mean, they've got some solid rush. They 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 do. They have a solid, solid rushers. I mean, you look at Hutchinson, what he's able to do with Jack Bow. Like, these guys are good players. And so if they can get pressure, that will impact. Dwayne had a clean pocket, man. He was chilling like us up here last week. If well, he was probably yeah. chilling on the yeah. sideline in Pittsburgh, but C.J. Stroud, oh, he's C. really good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, it's, that's probably chilling. <laughs> You're right. You know? Yeah, You're right. But don't but give him it, nothing else. I, I was going to expect him to. C.J. Stroud, no, thank too. you. They remind, but, uh, he reminds me so much of the way Dwayne played. Yeah, yeah. here's the thing, though. He's got a smooth release. Here's the thing. With <laughs> the three wide receivers that Ohio State has and watching them, especially last Last week against Michigan State. I don't know if there's NFL teams that could cover these three guys. And I'm being completely honest. From a having Jackson Smith the Jigba in the slot and Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson, I don't know if there's a better trio in the NFL from that standpoint, from a playmaking ability, right? Yeah. From their playmaking ability. So you you look at Michigan across the board, and yeah, they've got some good pass rushers, but it's not like Ohio State's got just a Devin Smith that's trying to take off the, the top of the defense, right? And, and you got to be back in the pocket for four or five seconds. The way they're able to work those guys in the slot, the mesh route, the things like you're getting two seconds to, to get to the quarterback, right? And with Dewan Jones, with Petit, Freire, right? I don't think those guys have enough time to get to the quarterback just with the way Ohio State's going to game plan around them. And Ryan Day, I'm telling you this, he wants this one. You know, we, we talk about this, like that Oregon game he really wanted. There's some other games against maybe James Franklin that he really wants against Mike Maryland. Loxley, yeah. Mike Loxley, right? We talked about that one earlier this year. This one, he wants bad. Yep. Oh, it's on me. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Uh, yeah. <laughs> a thousand <laughs> and back. A thousand and nothing. So, you know, everybody has very good takes. You know, it's 
very good score predictions. And, you know, after, after watching this team up north go and do what they did against Penn State, you know, obviously we didn't kill Penn State like they did, I would, get, I would say. Um, but, you know, we definitely played some real good ball last week. Um, the thing that just gets me is that, you know, the team up north strength is, is running the football. And I just – at Ohio State, I just don't really see a team really killing us with the run. I mean, yeah, we had it early on in the first couple games of the season, but they was young. I feel like this group is experienced now. They're they, grown. Yeah, they've grown up right before our very eyes. It, it brings tears to my eyes to see that they didn't grown up like this. So with that – You had different tears in your eyes after the Oregon game. Mm. No, I, did, I, I didn't. On. See, that's the thing about me. I don't fret, okay? I don't panic <laughs> at all. I don't fret at all. Like, it's – I I figure I know they're gonna get the stuff right. Yeah. Now, Bobby said that we need 49 points to have. What'd you say? 1960 more most points by yeah. a Big Ten's team. Well, well, yeah. well, I be God dog. They gonna break that record because you know Ooh. I'm going 101 to 17. 101 to 17. 101 to 17. Brian Day this is the difference. Hang that hundred. Listen, the difference between this week and last week is. He called the dogs off. He knew that it was, you know, he foreseen, you know, we 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 good. You yeah. know, we need to get some guys in there. We want to rest your bodies for this game. That's right. Okay, after this, it's all championship games after that. But you know what? We didn't get to play them last year. They didn't fill us last year. We had a good team, a national championship team last year. And we didn't get a chance to go up there, or actually it would have been home, and, you know, get these kids their gold pants. So I feel like, in Ryan Day's mind, he owes that last class something. Right. He owes them something. Oh, wow. They watching this. They want to know what you're going to do. You, you were supposed to do it with us, but you know what? If you go up there and hang up 100 points, hey, hey <laughs> we'll look past the fact that we didn't get it done. So I feel like he got a lot of, of things in his mind from last year that he want to get off his chest, and he's just going to add it to this year. Plus, we got two receivers that still need 1,000 yards. One is like 160 away. The other is like 60 away. I think it's going to happen. 101, 17. I'm going to give them Woo. the 17 because it is a rivalry. Okay. Something. That's they, they rivalry. Gonna, yeah, they're going to do something. They're going to score. Now, Michigan State, I knew that they wasn't going, you know. I think Tyvis, <laughs> I think Tyvis is ready to get that COVID year and go play on Saturday. My goodness. Uh, I, I miss it. I really do. I, I, I really do. <laughs> I don't see how the talent gap has gone from here. Maybe it's here now. They don't have the, the coaching staff to match up with Ohio State. They don't have the players. They don't have the quarterback to do it. You, you know, Zach, you talked about the edge rushers going against that, that offensive line. I don't see it. I mean, the last couple of weeks, whether that's Karloftis or Panishuk, they've seen good pass rushers. Yep. And as you guys said, C.J. Stroud is chilling. They're going to pick apart Ohio State again. Uh, Ohio State's going to pick apart Michigan again. 52-24 be the win wow. in the big house. You know it, Bob. You know so I hope, man. I, I just I, I don't see how the Ohio State offense just doesn't put up that many points. Yeah. I, I'm I mean, with, with the, with the way they're clicking, I don't think there's any way. They, the team up North's defense is supposed to be, like, really good, right? They're nah, good. I mean, they're good. Allegedly. But, allegedly. But, you know, here's the other part of that and what factors in my mind is I know you can't compare the transitive property of games. What Michigan State did to it's Michigan, on the road though. That is that is. That's real. why they get to seventeen. I'm just I'm just thinking about <laughs> Kenneth Walker. Yeah, and the way that Michigan plays with a lot of that, you know, they're giving up underneath passing and playing too high. You're going to show that 
and let Travion Henderson go wild in this game. But the by, same, or, I, or, hey, guess what? Or you give up the underneath stuff. Put the ball in those three guys' hands for Ohio State yeah. and let them do it something my, with the ball once yeah. they get it. My thing is that they – they run the ball up there. Like, that's what they do. But Ohio State's going to score so fast that they got to abandon. Then you're going to put it in that quarterback's hand. Who doesn't even have a great arm like that? So it's kind of like yeah. I, just, I don't see it. I, I don't. Well, that's one, two, three, four, five covers for Ohio State, getting it done on Saturday in the big house. Can't wait to get up there. That's just a, a week unlike any other. Appreciate uh, Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems having us in here at Urban Meyer's Pint House for weekend kickoff. Appreciate Byers Auto and Coors Light, Cardale Jones, Zach Bourne, Bobby Carpenter, Tyvis Powell. I am Austin Ward. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Enjoy this holiday week and enjoy the game on Saturday. We will see you next week.